When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. Loving the pink lipstick today, G. Thanks so much. Why have you done bright pink lips? Um, to detract from my greasy hair. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I went to the gym this morning and I did a blaze class and I forgot all my stuff to have a shower after. So I had I had, um, I had a t-shirt in the car, which I bought this weekend. I had some boots that um, I'd got from our next trip the week before that just happened to be in the boot. And I had no shampoo. So, so. I thought I'll put a lip on. So no one will notice my greasy hair. You have fooled us well, you trickster, you. Well, you look trickster. You trickster. You look amazing anyway. <laughs> Glowing okay. skin, just greasy hair. But that's all right. That's Sweaty face, <laughs> maybe. And I did exactly the same thing as you this morning because when I, on, on my oh, way to yeah. the gym, I realised that I'd got like a really nice outfit together, but I had forgotten my shoes. Don't. So, but you've got a really nice pair. Sainsbury's, baby. 22 quid. So they don't look 22 quid. Well, they are. So who's the winner? <laughs> It'd be me. Right, anyway, look, um, another week, another podcast. Very excited day today because we've um, we've kind of wanted to get this this woman on the podcast for a while, haven't we? Yeah. And I've been on her tour, so I know her. Yes. I've experienced her and she is a wonderful human being. Um, I think we should just get get on with the chat today, shall let's we? Get, let's get talking. Let's get chatting. So I feel like I should start today's podcast by doing some sort of like whoop whoop or like Hercules, Hercules, because I'm so excited. We are both so excited about the lady that's sitting opposite us today. Just excited about her in general. Um, she is a podcaster, a 10 times published author. Unbelievable. I mean, that's blowing my mind that already. crazy. Um, one of the nicest and kindest women that I know and a mother of three. It's Giovanna Fletcher. <laughs> you turn into a right horrible person now, and you'd be like, no. I'm a <laughs> And another G. Another yes. G in the house. Yeah. Well, how are we going to get around this? Because normally you do big G and little G, because we have GG. Blonde <laughs> G and dark G. G. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's a little bit offensive, big and little. <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> um, thanks so much for agreeing to come on. What a lovely treat for us. Thank you for having me. It's not, so lovely. Not at all. And we, obviously, we've met you. We, I feel like I know you. We've been, I've been on tour with you. Yes. But I don't feel like I've ever kind of sat down and really probed you. So I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> the chats we've been having, I'm really not sure where this is going. <laughs> um, I want to start off um, kind of at the beginning of yours and Tom's relationship, if I can. Mm-hmm. And can you just kind of tell us how you guys got together? Uh, so I started Sylvia Young Theatre School when I was 13. And um, uh, literally on my first day of school, I sat down in assembly. We were in alphabetical order in year group because it was a really small school. It was 150 people. And uh, and I sat down next to a, a little blonde boy with curtains with chubby red cheeks. And he was like, hi, what's your name? And I was like, Giovanna, but you can call me G. And he was like, my name's Tom, but you can call me T. <laughs> and that was the start of our little romance. So that was at 13. And we went out for two days straight away. Two days romance. Uh, which he says that I, during that time, stormed into the schoolyard. We had two yards that were probably... Two times the size of this studio, so quite small in terms of kids actually being allowed outside. We had no field; it was just it was a theatre school yeah. in London. We had we ran around in the studio; it's fine. Um, 
But he says one day I literally stormed out into the yard that he was playing and I walked over to him and I gave him a proper snog and stuck my tongue in his mouth. Oh, at 13? At 13. I do after not. After two days? After two days. I don't I <laughs> judgment here. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I look back at myself and I think, did I though? Or is that something that you've dreamt? I don't know. Maybe but anyway, he, he did double. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he wanted that to happen. Exactly. That, yes. Schoolyard fantasy. Yes. Yes. So this is at 13. So you're kind of two days into your relationship. And then he dumps me <gasps> for his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He went out with her for three weeks. I know. <laughs> it was a rocky start. It was a very rocky start. And then we spent the next two years kind of going, I like you. I don't like you. I like you. I don't like you. And invariably, when I did fancy him, he would go and snog one of my mates. I think maybe I wasn't very good at vocalising the fact that I was about to give him another chance in that 13-year-old way. Uh, and yeah, he, he yeah would snog other people. But we had many uh, break times and lunch times where we would meet on the stairs at school to discuss our relationship. And they would invariably be <laughs> <laughs> with us having a good old snog. Were you writing any notes to each other at that point? Yes. You passing each other love letters? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Have you still got those? Yes. Have you? Yes. Tom found one a little while ago and I just oh, cringe at myself over how, you know. What I'm did you say? I'm, I'm, I write something in it kind of going, um, you know, you really have to get over me now. <laughs> But then at 16, yeah, so at 15, we went out for a year. And then at the end of year 11, we were like, that you're from Harrow, I'm from Essex. I don't know why mine's a county and his is a place, but that's what it was. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, we're too far away. You know, this isn't going to work. Uh, and so we split up and then um, spent uh, the next couple of years. I was dating someone else. He dated a few girls, had a few romances. Uh, and then, but we stayed in touch. And when he got together with... He had a songwriter, a, a, a co-writer called Gary, actually, who he used to write songs with. And he used to send me demos and stuff. Then he met Danny. I went and met them um, and played some new songs. And my boyfriend at the time hated it. Because so Tom was literally sending me songs called, like, Leap of Faith and about, like, loving a girl. <laughs> and my boyfriend at the time would be like, who is this? <laughs> Oh, and you weren't together you were just friends at this time but yeah. he was sending you all these songs and were you thinking this is about me well a little bit and I think he was very Tom didn't shy away from that fact like about using personal experiences to write um, which now I was hurtful sometimes when you look at certain songs you're like there's lyric there's something like everything she says to me means nothing oh. so I used to hear that and be like ow <laughs> that was when we were actually in a relationship um, but yeah Early, yeah, my my ex at the time was not uh, favourable of of Tom writing me stuff. But then I started uni, and I know before that I went to. I'm, I'm talking a lot. This no, is why I have my own day. podcast while everyone else. <laughs> talks. This is what we want, Jim. <laughs> talk, talk. Um, so I went and did a gap year, not gap year, a gap challenge for a month. I was in Namibia, and uh, and uh, we were doing um, charity work in an orphanage, and we we're doing loads of hikes and stuff with a big group of people. Had no phones. Uh, back then, I think, you know, I think I'd only had a phone a couple of years anyway. And being in Namibia, there's no phone signal ever. Mm. Uh, so I had no uh, no way of contacting anyone. I was dating my ex at that time, but Tom was turning 18. And the whole time I was there, I just kept finding myself thinking about Tom rather than my actual boyfriend at the time. And I came back and I was like, well, that's interesting. Uh, and I started drama school at Rose Bruford and then just kept thinking about Tom. And my boyfriend at the time, I'd, try, I'd helped him get through the Met, like Metropolitan Police, what he was doing. But when I started drama school, it wasn't that exciting for him. It was just a bit like we're still on his schedule. Whereas Tom was like, what's your new address? I want to send you a letter. I want to send you a card. Just really enthusiastic about Aww. life. And uh, one day I was just driving over to my then boyfriend's house. And just it hit me. Like, I'm breaking up with him tonight. And it wasn't for Tom. It wasn't anything like that. It just hit me that that is not the road that I'm on. And that's what's happening tonight. And then two weeks later, yeah, me and Tom got back together. So how did you get back together? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And I bet your ex was fuming. <laughs> Absolutely fuming. <laughs> well, no, he, uh, six months later, the ex, I kind of, um, uh, he got, uh, I got sent, he sent me a message to let me know that his partner was pregnant. And, uh, you know, back in the day where you could send someone a message and it go to the wrong person. Uh, like I, what, the wrong address or <laughs> no sent someone a text oh and you know how sometimes the yes. message that was the number that was in there before it would get sent to them rather than the person that yeah. well there was something that happened that day at college I can't remember what now and I ended up sending him a message saying um, you had me going there and 
he just flipped, thought it was about the pregnancy. And he was like, get out of my life. I don't need you in my life anymore. And I was like, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so he did not take it very well. Even to the point of months later, I kind of messaged and was like, hope you're okay. And then his partner told me to kindly F off. Yeah. Just fuck <laughs> off, will you? Actually, love. You- I'm really bad, though. I don't like bad things lingering. Mm, I really yeah. do not mm. like that. So even to the point where... Because me and Tom been together, I was 18, I'm now 35, a long time, like 19 years. No, that's not right, is it? That's not wrong maths. 15, <laughs> that's six, wrong 17. Maths. 17. 17, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we've been together a long time, but about 10 years ago, I was going through Facebook and I was like, I'm just going to, they've got a joint, ma- uh, joint account and I was like, I'm just going to message. So I messaged and was like, just, you know, I've got no bad feelings. Like, I just think, you know you were young and I just want you to know that there's nothing negative there and they sent a really nice message back so there are no oh did they things. that's yes. nice I'm very bad that at bad nice. feelings lingering I don't like it I want to just carry on a nice path where I'm like nice to people this has given me hope because when I broke up with my ex I left my bike there and it's <laughs> it's a really nice bike that I'd only just bought okay shocker moved yeah. out also left a golf bag there which got my initials on it like whoa big moment for me and now it's like six years on it, I'm thinking I can just ding dong hello can no I have my bad bike feelings. Back? No, no bad, bad feelings. feelings but maybe he's given it to his new wife he can't because done. it's got your initials on it no not the bike the golf bag she can have the golf bag I just want the bike back it, I can't do that can I no bad well, feelings no can't. bad feelings I might have gone a bit rusty I'd say goodbye to the bike Okay, I've not let it go. Dozer says he's just going to go around there and go, Coy, mate, you got a bike? Can I take it? I don't know why he's from an episode of his Sunday video. I was going to say, that's not how it was at all. So, yes, me and Tom got back together. Uh, when I first went around to the band house, the boys, because they'd been living together for about a month by that point, and they were all like, he doesn't stop talking about you. And I was like, that's sweet. Uh, but, yeah, he wrote me, I think he wrote me a letter asking me to be his girlfriend again. Uh, and I was like, yeah. Oh, oh a letter? So sweet. A I don't think my husband could even write a card, let alone a letter. Because <laughs> he can't write? Or... No, just it takes him so long. Oh, right. He'd still be writing it now, like 12 years later. <laughs> so what was it like in those early years when, when he was in the band, the band was going really well? What was that like for you? It was weird because I was at drama school. So I, while he was on tour, like, you know, loving life, being cheered on by loads of girls uh, I was at drama school pretending to be a penguin stood in the field eating cold frankfurts <laughs> I mean there's no real comparisons is there <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> well in, you, in your first year at drama school you used like this animal study so you study an animal so mine was a penguin wow and then you have a zoo where you become that that, that animal and the rest of the college can come around and watch you be that <laughs> Oh my god! And he's playing in front of thousands of screaming girls. Exactly. There's just no real, you know. We're, we were on very different um, paths at that point, <laughs> but it was quite nice because I think we, in a way, grounded each other. Um, it was very exciting to see everything that was happening to them, but we had known each other for years before, so yeah, it's just really weird. But it was crazy how sudden it was. I can remember him doing CD UK. And before that, James Bourne from Busted sort of say, you know, once this happens, it's going to change. And we were in Carnaby Street two hours later. And then there's this massive like cheer from girls, screaming girls running down the street. And like, oh, God, it's tough. Did you want to like, you know, take your pants off and wave them above your head going, <laughs> he's mine, he's mine, bitches. <laughs> Was there a moment of that? Like, <laughs> No, back in the day, I used to just kind of step away, kind of like, oh, what's, what's up in the sky looking around? <laughs> Yeah, I um, but I, yeah, I used to feel my literally my heart go down to my stomach because you'd be having a little moment, and then all of a sudden it would be interrupted by this mm. scream. Yeah. Um, Did it make you feel insecure at all? At times, but I think when looking back, I think when you're a teenager or you're in your early twenties, maybe not early twenties, but especially in your late teens, I think I would have felt insecure in any relationship. Mm. Yeah. And um, and I do believe that. If someone's going to cheat, they will. Yeah. So you being, you know, being right. And then there were times where I was like, where are you? What are you doing? Who are you with? Who's that voice? You know, and you kind of, you can't help it. Yeah. Um, but on the whole, I think I trusted him. You know what I mean? And I and I, I trusted him and I kind of feel like if, if that trust was misplaced, then 
it's not that then that's that's that like, yeah do you know what i mean it's yeah. kind of yeah it's that it's that it's almost like there's no point crying over spilt milk it's yeah you just gotta let them get on with it and yeah if, and if they do something then that's their issue and you can't do anything about it because they were going to do it anyway yeah, yeah like in my own behaviour you would never yeah. have done anything other than him resent me yeah um, yeah there were times where I felt quite frustrated and I realised that voicing those frustrations over a phone wouldn't help anyone mm. yeah um, so yeah finding out your different sort of areas of support and the other wise and well girlfriends at the time they were always uh, great to kind of go we're all in this together um, but yeah it's a, it's a very weird situation to be in I think you've handled it I think you we got, we got through you just, it. You got through it, yeah. And like, yes, what a solid did. couple. So the band's like rocking on. You're mm. doing your thing, being a penguin. And um, <laughs> at what point do you decide, right, this is, I think this is this is the person I'm going to have a baby with? Well, oh, it was very long for us. I think what happens when you get together really young, what I've found, is that you know that those things are things that you want to do. Like, we, I knew that I wanted to get married. I knew that I wanted to have a baby. But it's actually doing them that... I don't know it kind of you don't rush it it takes, it takes it a while it does take a while and it takes yeah. more thought I think I think if I'd have got together with someone later on that's the natural thing mm. whereas it's always that thing that adults do yeah I was, like, the, yeah, I was really? the same I met my husband when we were 17 and we didn't get married till we were 24 I mean still it's really young <laughs> but it's a long time yeah, isn't yeah. it and then we didn't have a baby for another couple of years so it was like a long. T- we were together a long time before we had kids yeah, yeah. I always knew that I wanted kids for some reason in my head I was like going to be a mum at 26 I think I heard my big sister say it and I was like that's the good age that's the golden age they meant to have kids uh, and I think I had Buzz when I I must have been 29 um, so we got married and I think first of all we were like let's wait a year and then because I had PCOS I wasn't really sure what was going on you had what? PCOS um, so I basically I put on loads of weight uh, was really hairy and spotty like so it's polycystic ovaries so oh, it's just right, kind of wow. like the hormones and everything just yeah, kind of, yeah you don't ovulate it's all very so i i've been on the pill for years and years and years yeah. came off it and then nothing happened for a year right apart from those amazing symptoms uh so you what, didn't know you had it till you came off the pill. yeah no i had oh, no okay. idea um so at the time i was like this is great i'm having no periods this is amazing nothing to worry about but I mean, then you worried yeah and i went to the doctor and she and uh, i think we were engaged by this point and she said um because uh, she rather helpfully printed something off of the internet and she was looking down it and then one of the head- headers was um, was uh, fertility. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, is that something, you know, is that going to affect having babies? And she was like, oh, don't worry about that. that, that, that yeah, that's a long time in the future. I was like, how do you know that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I want babies next year. Um, so, and at the time, my symptoms got really bad. She put me on a pill that my body didn't agree with. And then my great mate, Emma, was uh, pregnant with her middle child. And I was having the same sort of pregnancy symptoms as she was, but she was pregnant and I was, it was just because of this oh, pill. Wow. So she was like, go and see my gynae, he'll sort you out. And I did, and that was the best thing ever. Um, so, yeah, so I think because of all of that, I knew I was already on metformin to kind of level things out and try and get my periods back. And by that point, we'd been married six months and we were just like, let's let's just go for it and see what happens. And then I did fall pregnant really, really quickly and then ended up having a miscarriage, um, uh, which was um, obviously pretty devastating. Uh, and then it took good chunk of time well I say a good chunk of time I think whenever you're trying it feels like forever it feels like ages because yeah. every, you've got to you've, you're permanently waiting mm. you're waiting to mm. ovulate you're waiting for your period hopefully to not come or to pee on that stick it feels like a long time of course. but in, I think in, in reality it was about 10 months so not actually compared to some people I know who I'm friends with and whatever who go through much worse um, but yeah do you mind if I ask you about the miscarriage? No, that's fine. So at what point did you lose the baby? Uh, six and a half weeks, so really early. Mm. Um, I'd only, uh, yeah, so we'd kind of heard the news and we hadn't, uh, I'd told Emma, uh, Tom had told Doug. And I just felt, I think after knowing um, that I had PCOS and feeling like it wasn't going to be easy, I just felt it was too easy. Mm. Yeah. And I had this thought of something's going to go wrong because it just happened and it wasn't meant to just happen. And um, and I can remember Tom going to Premier asking me if I wanted to go, and I'd be like, No, I'm really not feeling great. I've got cramps and stuff. 
but again just kind of feeling like this is all part of it it's amazing mm. I'm feeling things and then he had a radio tour that weekend and um and I woke up in the morning uh to some blood and I just thought okay that's not good do the whole thing of google and it's kind of like well this amount of blood's fine like well how do I do, do, what I don't know I don't know if the, the, is this what I'm reading or is this that thing that I'm reading um so I phoned up um the gynecologist who uh, whose wife actually was a sonographer and they lived above it. So they were like, look, come in. And t- But Tom had to go off to the book t- uh, to the radio tour with the McFly guys. Um, so he literally, I think he was going to Radio 1, so he had to go to Radio 1. I went to, uh, separately to the guy. Because when he left, he was like, you know, just stay in touch, let me know what's yeah. going on, because I didn't even know that I was going to go and get uh, see the, the gynae. And um, yeah, so he left. I can remember getting in the car and just feeling so shaky and uh, hearing Bob Marley's um, Every Little Thing's Gonna Be Alright playing mm-hmm. on the radio. And I don't know, I think when I heard that song, listening to it, like I remember being on the way back from that journey and just feeling like that song had cheated me, weirdly. And that moment. Now I don't, because I think everything, if I, my, my whole thing is if that miscarriage hadn't have happened, then I wouldn't have buzzed. Like that's mm. a yeah. mathematical, mm. that would never have happened. Um, but at that time, I can remember feeling like it had led me into a false sense of hope. But yeah, so I went and uh, and I got scanned and um, yeah, there was nothing, nothing there. Um, so I had a complete miscarriage. Mm. Um, and then I came out. And uh, and Tom, thankfully, had, had was only around the corner, so they had to quickly go to Birmingham. But he managed to sort of drive around and give me a hug, and then got in the car and went home. Um, but I can just remember feeling like I'd completely failed us. Like that was my first experience of motherhood, and it turns out I was very shit at it because I'd, oh, I'd no. lost it and I'd I let mean, it all down. But I, I feel like so many people feel like that, time. of course. Yeah. And I think you know, in a, in a way, I. I, I you always wonder, am I lucky that it happened early? Um, but I think I always knew that I wanted children. So in that first instant, I, I had all these hopes and dreams of what the next few years were going to look like. And and then you're told that that's not going to happen. So, you, you know, a loss is a loss. Yeah, yeah and I is. think it's very easy for people to say, oh, don't get excited until this mark or mm. that mark. But really, from the moment you think about having children, you get excited. Yeah. Before you conceive, you get excited, don't you? Because you have that thing in your head. You plan it all. Of course How it's going to be. Um, so I don't think it matters. Well, when you think about six years ago, people weren't talking about miscarriage in the same way that we do now. No. Right? You know, and I had people say to me, um, one friend that I told, she was like, oh, I wouldn't worry. My doctor said to me that you're not really even pregnant till it's 12 weeks. I mean, oh, what? That doesn't help me. It, I find this a lot when I speak to mm. women about it, that they, there's that whole kind of um, sort of, I don't know what it is. Like, you can't talk to people about mm. it in the first 12 weeks. You've got this massive secret that you're pregnant first, that you yeah. might be experiencing loads of symptoms. You might feel rotten. You have to not tell your employer. You're not telling your friends. You're not supposed to tell your pet, all this stuff. And then, God, what if you lose the baby in the well, first that's 12 what weeks? So, and then what? Who do you talk to? So yeah. I ended up having a messaging my family. So my mum, my dad, my brother and my sister. And I messaged them to say, look, guys... I just let you know that I've had a miscarriage just because they didn't even know I was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I just want you to know that this happened. I don't want it. Like, I, don't, I, I can't talk. I don't want to speak about it. But I want you to know so, yeah. you know, they can kind of put their arms around me in a, you know, in, in a way. Because um, it's a massive thing. And actually, you do need those people around you at that point. Of course. Whether it's to be there in silence, that's, that's fine. Mm. Um, and actually, my friend Izzy, who... Um, is married to Harry from McFly. So they obviously knew. She knew because Tom was with Harry. So Izzy had kind of said, uh, do you want me to come over? And she had favours to do for her wedding. So she literally had to put stickers on matchsticks or uh, like matchstick boxes. Matchboxes? Matchstick boxes? You know what I mean. Yeah. Matches. Matches. boxes. Matchboxes? Matchstick boxes. <laughs> that thing. Yeah. Uh, the boxes uh, that matches go in. There we go. Yeah. And uh, on, like packets of seeds and stuff. So she just had to do all of that for the wedding that was the next week. And uh, and she said, like, should I bring them over? So she just brought over food. We just did this, like, therapeutic, monotonous task mm. of putting... She didn't ask anything of me, but I could talk if I wanted to. And I think just having that company, that was the best thing anyone could have done. Um, and I think it's something that I'll always be so thankful to her for. Um, mm. Because you don't want... I don't know, you kind of want to sit in it. 
yeah, yeah. Because, because it's a thing and I feel like you have to give it that time you want to process it yeah exactly yeah. and you don't want to be like oh it's fine it's fine you know two weeks later it was Christmas so we had to be a bit like wee you know but I think um, yeah I had to I had to process it and just be able to sit in it with someone I feel like good. we all need to talk about that a bit more that mm. that that actual moment god forbid it happens to you i feel like that needs to be spoken about a bit a lot more because you're going through all this personal grief but it's pe- people make these ridiculous comments like oh well oh it's very early it was only 10 weeks oh well you didn't get your 12 me oh well don't worry about it it's like it doesn't matter if you lost a baby at you know six weeks or where, wherever it is in your yeah. losing a child is is horrendous mm-hmm. to deal or, with you know or at least you can get pregnant you know yeah now. oh you know yeah, all those you know comments now. that people yeah, make exactly. oh it drives me mad so you're dealing with with that when Tom is amazing and then you fall pregnant again mm-hmm. what's that like? Scary scary I think that in actually all three pregnancies since there hasn't been uh, there wasn't a single loo trip where I sort of mm. it's very graphic but it's Zoe's podcast so, so you know, <laughs> me and Georgia know that it's, it's so uh, there wasn't a single loo trip where I wiped and didn't look and expect to see blood yeah just that fear um, did you tell people earlier the next time did I no and we didn't announce it until 19 weeks oh okay so pretty yeah um no but I guess actually friends and stuff I would have told earlier yeah my family yeah so as soon as that yeah yeah I can remember showing them we went for a scan and uh there was like a tiniest it was like a tiny little speck (laughs) nothing like a black hole in a speck and uh, and actually we had to we had to tell Tom's mum and dad because we were going to um, uh, we were going to Disney so we hadn't had any scan or anything actually we were going to Disney and Tom did his usual thing where he was like look we're going on rides Uh, just take a test just in case I was like all right Uh, you know just be like (laughs) I have it turns out I have zero symptoms early on in pregnancy uh, so I I should know Um, but uh, yeah zero nothing until six weeks until six weeks it's like you're not even expecting a period to come like you don't even get those things so I should have known Uh, so it was about three o'clock in the morning but you know first pee of the day I thought I'll do it now I'll shut him up and we were flying that day um, and um, yeah, so I, I remember just being so so shocked that it said pregnant. But then we had to tell his mum and dad because the first thing his dad said to me, so we met them off the plane a few days later, and he was like hugging me, and he was like, "We're going to go on so many rides." <laughs> and I was like, no, we're not. Not me. <laughs> so we had to sit them down in the hotel room. We're just like, just say so you know. And it was so lovely though, like all just got sort of walking around Disney, knowing that there's this you know magic someone else yeah. with us. Yeah, yeah so I'll just be sitting eating ice cream on the side guys <laughs> yeah. yeah and then because that because we had to tell Bob and Debbie we had to tell my family as well and it was just so nice and I think um, actually I told Mario so Mario uh, so my little brother he was in Big Brother when I found out I was pregnant with Buzz so you couldn't so tell him I couldn't tell him yeah so at the rap party when he came out in the final uh, I am uh, in the bar is when I actually told him oh. which was perfect it was so yeah. lovely over the moon I yeah. think we've both said haven't we that when we found out we were pregnant, we told people mm-hmm. that we would feel comfortable talking about, talking to if anything happened. That's really good. And I think that's sometimes now what mm. I say to my friends. If they, yeah. you know, if they come to me and they're like, oh, you know, I'm pregnant, but it's really, really early. I'm always like, you know, you should actually tell a couple of people. Yeah. Like, especially at work. Like Somebody trusted well. at work. Someone trusted mm. at work. If there's a colleague at work that you would want to know if something went wrong, that is a really good idea to just let some, like, let someone else in on it. Yeah. Because um, then if anything did happen and you were really, really upset, then they would know and they'd be able to sort of, you know, cover for you I just think the more out. we talk about it in general, yes. the better. Yeah. Because you can feel like it's you and it, you're the failure. And actually, the more you talk about it, you're like, oh, yeah, we've we've gone through that. We've gone through that. And you're like, yeah. how did I not know that so many people I know have experienced it? I know. I, I think if you want to tell the guy in the, in the shop... You know, going in to get your salt and vinegar crisps, your cravings. I'm pregnant! Yeah! And you can have a little celebration and then leave again. And it's fine. Tell you whatever you want to tell, basically. That's what we're saying. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. 
And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So did you have an idea about what sort of birth you wanted? Um, not at first. Uh, I hadn't really thought about it. And then it turned out that three different people had, um, three different people who were very, very different to each other um, had suggested hypnobirthing to me. I was like, well, ah, that's interesting. Yeah. And then one of them had posted, uh, uh, sent a link with it as well. And uh, so I remember looking at it, but not really paying much attention. Then when I went on it again, it turned out that she was actually a practitioner. So it's Holly DeCruz, but we went to infant school together. So it was quite strange right. for me to kind of get ah. someone that went to infant school kind of getting in touch. She was always the nice one. So we've always been in, in, like stayed in touch, um, but saying, you know, this is what I do now. So um, yeah, we had Holly over uh, and... Um, did Tom take it seriously? He did actually. Oh, yeah, God. and we were doing like little scripts every like every night. But it's nice first time round because you've got that time, and I think um, it was just a nice time for us to focus on the pregnancy and what we were yeah. doing. So my, my whole thing was even if you know I had no real plan other than to stay calm and to try and just get myself you know in a in a calmer state so I can process what's going on, and. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was, it was unbelievable, unbelievable, it is, isn't it? <sighs> yeah. So, talk us through your first birth. Ah, oh, let me remember it. Uh, okay, <laughs> rewind. So Go back there. First yeah. birth. I was. Oh my gosh! Yes, I was about to tell you about the second first birth. I was out for Danny Jones's birthday. And um, I was 37 weeks plus five. And I can remember, always had the suitcase in the back. Me and Tom Villa had an argument that day, actually, about the fact that I was driving. Because he was like, you know, I'll come back and get the car and then I'll drive you because you shouldn't drive. And I was like, well, I just got on the train. He was like, no, you can't because you, you're so pregnant. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I just put the suitcase in the boot and I, I, I thought, oh. he, he did come back, actually. He came back and he drove. And... Um, and that day, I can remember feeling a bit funny. Um, I think I'd just done some press for a book that was coming out, and it was in OK. So I remember buying, going to the BP garage, buying OK. But while I was there, buying a pack of bacon uh, rashers, like, you know, the frazzles. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Not over yet. Yum yums. A pack of <laughs> jam biscuits and olives. Oh, the olives. Salty. Yeah, the olives remained untouched. Oh. Everything else was devoured. And then I remember having a bit of a tummy ache and just thinking, well, that's because you just ate loads of shit, <laughs> basically. Just ate loads of sugar. So that's why. So I went to uh, this meal. And as we were driving across London, I remember us going past the hospital and Tom patting my tummy and going, now if you're going to come tonight, wait till after the steak. And we both like, <laughs> and uh, we sat down. And I can remember we just ordered and Georgia, Danny's wife, um, knelt down and was talking to me and I just felt this sensation, like this pop. I remember being like, oh, <laughs> zoning out of what she was talking about. Just being like, okay. And then I went to the loo with Izzy and, uh, and I was like, I think, I th like, it was a bit wet. So I, like, I think my water break. I'm not sure, but I think. She's like, oh. I got back to the table and Emma's sat there and Emma's like, um, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I think my water's broken. And Tom's like, a pun? What's, what's this? <laughs> Is this something I should know? I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so we waited a bit, had my steak, went to the loo again. Had my steak? Of course had you did. Had my steak. Yeah, hung in there. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a good one? It was very good. Yeah. It was a tram shed. So oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a good steak. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I decided that yes, yes, my waters had broken. So we decided to leave, which was really weird, like leaving all of our best mates and then kind of seeing myself going see you on the other <laughs> side guys just like just really weird Good luck. Yeah. yeah and all the boys were like do we need anything right now do we need towels do we need this and I was like I'm not going to give birth on the tram shed floor like, <laughs> I know the whole steak for life thing it might be a thing but uh, it's not going to happen so 
Uh, yeah, and then as soon as we got in the car, I started having uh, contractions. So we phoned the hospital and they were like, look, we're on your way home, just pop in. Went there and they they just sort of said there's nothing going on. So either it's your forewaters or your hindwaters yeah. or you've wet yourself. Oh, the thing like, that oh, every wow. mother doesn't want to hear. <laughs> I was like, well, surely I'd stink of we if it yeah. was the latter. Yeah. You'd think. And as far as I knew at that point, I didn't. But anyway, I went home and... Uh, and the contractions were like every, like for a minute, every three minutes. Yeah, which is what, weird. That's, that's the cue, isn't it? To get yeah. yourself back into hospital. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you'd think. So anyway, I spent the whole night like in the dark, bouncing on my ball, like in the bath, like listening to Coldplay, listening to like, my hit and birth and stuff, having a whale of a time. <laughs> and then my uh, my guy phoned me first thing, my obstetrician, and he was set, and he was like, look, I'm going to France tonight. Uh, I hear he you went to the hospital last night. Uh, would you mind coming in just so I can see before I go? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. So we got in the car. We had breakfast, got in the car, went around to him. And uh, and he, um, and they scanned me first before examining me. And they're like, that's interesting. Your, water, your water's quite low, and which is a little bit worrying. I was like, okay. And then he, um, and then he uh, did an examination. He was like, are you having, no, no, before the examination, he was like, are you having contractions? And I was like, yeah, I'm having one right now. He was like, okay. So then he examined me and I was already six centimetres. <gasps> yeah. Oh, wow. So we went and had another breakfast. <laughs> I love that food is so high yeah. on the agenda. Steak, two breakfasts. <laughs> but to be honest, by the time that one arrived, I did I did uh, regret my porridge choice. Mm. I thought that, that I should have, no, I should have probably <laughs> just too far. straight to hospital. Yeah. yeah. And then, but that was in the morning and he didn't arrive until seven in the evening. But I remember afterwards just being like, that was the most amazing experience I've ever, ever had. And just feeling like I had taken every single drug drug under the sun. Mm. Did just, you take it all? No, I took nothing. What? Nothing. I, I thought took you nothing. Said, no, oh, I, I felt you said, like... Oh, you it. felt like you had, but you did yeah. nothing. No, not even took ga- nothing. Gas and air? Uh, no, only for the placenta. Wow. wow. Literally, it felt like an outer body experience. I was cracking jokes. Um, I don't know if they were good, <laughs> but I thought they were funny. Um, yeah, watching like Comedy Roadshow. Um, Tom Comedy tried to do a bit show. of the massage things and all that and that. Get off me, yeah, don't touch me. Yeah, he ate all the jelly babies. Uh, yeah, honestly, seconds after, I was like, that was the most amazing experience. Did you, did you, were you lying down to deliver? Uh, so I was in the water and then the obstetrician wanted to examine me and he was like, look, I think we need to do Time a little snip, uh, which wasn't very nice. That was horrible. Oh, yeah. And having torn in later pregnancies, I've got to say tearing is much better than having an epidiotomy. Yeah, yeah. I've, had, I've done both. What was better for you? Both equally horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, I had two epidurals. Um, yeah, so yeah, two epidurals. I couldn't feel them at the time. It was just afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I found... Um, the the tear easier to recover from. Yes, me too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Definitely. Yeah, the cut was really quite deep, and obviously, yeah. you know, the healing process. I couldn't even sit down on the loo or anything no, like that for exactly. ages and ages. Yeah. <sighs> Feeling yeah. uncomfortable Ouch. now. Actually, <laughs> I really, I, I tense up as soon as people start talking about anything like that. I'm like, Ugh. you didn't tear, did you? Not the second time. I did the first time. The second time, I think my midwife was just unbelievable. Really? Yeah. Um, I, I went in like don't take me to the hippie section I want to go where you can give me absolutely every drug and I'm not in the room and then an hour and a half later I was in the hippie section and Gigi was born really yeah with nothing like well gas and air at the end <laughs> tell, but... tell Giovanna that when it, during labour Georgia goes like this <laughs> and she puts her hand up like that and then puts it back down I didn't make I didn't she's make like insi- she's a Scientologist sounds at all <laughs> really none <laughs> Like, my husband was very confused. <laughs> you make... None. No, nothing. Either birth? No, nothing. No, nothing. Ne- no, no, nothing. Mm-hmm. No noise. And um, so they didn't really believe that I was even in labour to begin with. They were like, no, she's she's not... She isn't in labour. And then they examined me and they were like, oh, yes, she really is. Okay. Oh but I just think I, like, internalise everything. Well, I guess you don't waste energy with making the noise. Either that or you are the son of God. Like, I actually think all along. The son of God? You know, yeah, you're like Jesus reincarnated. <laughs> That's the bit I'm worried about. 
<laughs> is that I am related to God, but not the son or no, the daughter of. Yeah, if you're going to say it, get it right. <laughs> the daughter yeah, of God. Yeah, you no, are. Yeah. All along, oh. I thought you were and you actually are. <laughs> um, <laughs> so have all your births been as incredible? Um, so Buddy, second time around, flew out. Literally, yeah, flew. So we, I remember getting to... I couldn't even in the car on the way to hospital I couldn't sit down like it was like there, I found it really uncomfortable to sit down it was like something was happening literally like I feel like I felt everything kind of uh, dilating got there they made me they wanted to monitor me for 20 minutes with the heartbeat thing mm-hmm. uh, that was excruciating I just wanted to get up I wanted to be doing yeah um, but then they examined me straight away afterwards and I was six to seven centimeters and I was like oh gosh that I feel like it's now yeah uh, and I went to the loo and I had this really weird sensation down my tummy it was like a is it working yeah do you know I I remember seeing that your tummy almost changes shape yeah it's really weird it almost goes like that into a triangle yeah it it took over and I came out and I was like I've had this really weird sensation and she was like yeah get in the bath and I was like okay and then I'm not even lying when I say that about 10 minutes later I was just enjoying the bath. Ten minutes later, I was like, the baby's coming. And she was like, yeah, you'll be fine. Like, it'll take some time. You know, you're six, seven centimetres. I was like, no, 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 the baby's coming. Five of those things, those that pressure tummy thing, the first one, I literally each one, I felt things happening. Like, I felt the waters breaking. I felt him moving down. I felt his head coming. Like, literally, it was just so quick to the point where he had um, really like bloodshot eyes for the first month where he'd come out so quick in the water in the water oh wow yeah. it was it was incredible and in fact the last two straight away after giving birth I've been to top get the camera get the camera yeah just because I just I'm just in that euphoric like I don't want to forget it I just want to see it forever have you got some amazing photographs of those moments afterwards yeah I mean they're a bit gory and yes. a bit you know yeah. uh, not uh, insta worthy <laughs> for us <laughs> yeah probably best not hey? yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> you do put them on the mantelpiece <laughs> when your friends come around yeah. it's me swollen booze tummy's still there oh that's my foof as well nice and that is the umbilical cord if you don't want people to stay me. long you get the fact <laughs> oh wow that's so cool because we hear people having amazing births like that but george and i had well every birth is different right yeah. so yeah even my third was different How different was a bit stop yeah. starting i forgot to breathe right so i was only sending breath down to my chest rather than where it was actually needed right but i did fall asleep in the bath good you lo- did you, you deliver about the, deliver half again? an hour before giving birth i, I literally zoned out fell asleep Wow. wow. And then was like, oh, hold on, I'm still giving birth right now, guys. <laughs> she's like, Giovanna seems like a great person to give birth. Like, yeah. she's the best at giving birth. You are. You sound really good at giving birth. Like, <laughs> the last time I was like, this is the last time. This is the last oh, Did yeah. you know? It was While the last I was time. In, the, in the bath, yeah, I was like, yeah, wait, I'm done. Yeah, I think nice, you know. Nice don't effort, you? but yeah. I was a bit <laughs> disappointed because I'm like, you know, I like the gym, I'm quite fit, like, I've always trained, I've been quite sporty, very competitive irritatingly so I was like I'm going to smash this labour thing just push it out push baby out first time round and then it was like days and days and days like three days I was in labour really? the first time and she just would not come and I was thinking this is actually beating me now like she is beating <laughs> yeah see Luna is the same as you yeah exactly. <laughs> she was having a standoff with you my body just did not know what to do it was madness and it was only when I went get me to the hospital like blue light me because I was obviously in a, I was in a, a midwife like midwife led unit at that point that they blue lighted me across to the really? proper hospital because the heartbeat was dropping down I'd just given up at that point that then they had the epidural but I really thought I was going to be one of the you know the <laughs> women but I just I wasn't and that's, and that, okay. that's okay and I'm that's the opposite okay. I wanted no. to be yeah. like numb really yeah and I wasn't silent instead you just never know do you you never so know weird. and yeah. you don't get an extra medal for how you do it no. no I can remember Emma saying to me once actually when I was pregnant so I was on holiday with her and she's the first one actually that, to talk to me about the different ways of you know giving birth and stuff which is funny because now she does midwife programs uh, but she was saying about um, when we were talking about epidurals she was like if it's offered just take it yeah because you're not going to get an extra medal at the end if you don't yeah yeah and you can't feel a thing it's amazing really because Abs- oh, I had one yeah with amazing yeah my first I, I feel like I didn't have really any pain because I had the epidural he was born and I didn't feel any of it. 
I mean, there's a few hairy moments where, you know, you can't feel yourself pushing and stuff like that, which right. is a bit, bit odd. Weird. Yeah. Is that something that you just have to get used to? Yeah. Right. And you yeah. just feel sensation rather than pain. So you can feel a surge coming on, but you know it's not what, a painful yeah. one. It doesn't hurt brilliant <laughs> yeah i mean i would have had one the second time round absolutely if yeah. there was time i'm i mean take, take all after, of the drugs after yesterday's you admission you might have another chance to have one because georgia yesterday said she might have a third baby which blew my time oh, I, did. Wow. I, did I said Gigi is really good and i can see how people get lured into having a third mm. that's what i said that is definitely having one that isn't is it? what if i you ever, said if you ever heard of admission <laughs> are you gonna have any more I don't think so. I mean, never oh, say never. Yeah. Because mm. Max was one of those ones where I said uh, would try again in a couple of years and then found out I was pregnant. Um, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. No is the answer. I'm not. And right now, no. <laughs> I feel like when people say I don't know. No, 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 yes. no. No. Okay. What it okay. is with me is I said in two years with Max and then got pregnant very yeah. very quickly so I would yeah. never say no in case I then had another child and then that child was like I wasn't wanted yeah. you know what I mean yeah. you said it on that podcast a, yeah exactly I kind of want to put the, the, the groundwork down now just to keep it open just in case just in but case. really my body is shot like the third pregnancy I was like I'm not enjoying yeah. this physically my knees hurt my hips hurt mm. It's long. Not even that old. <laughs> <laughs> Granny Giovanna. Yeah. Um, and now life at home. You guys work at home. The yeah. kids are there. You yeah. you seem really happy. Yes, it's very manic. Very manic. If you'd have been at my house last night, you would have not have said that I was happy. Um, <laughs> Tom was in the studio recording, so I had three boys at dinner, and uh, Buzz decided he just didn't want to listen to me yeah mm, no they do no that. listening yeah uh so it was a little bit manic and then i was told that i said a rude word to him um and i was like i did not say a rude word he was like you did say a rude word what did he think you'd said well Piss off no well he couldn't remember <laughs> he just remembered that it started with b i was like Pause, i don't even know any rude words begin with b you don't know rude words so like, what have i said anyway about half an hour later he was like you did say a rude word though bollocks bored <laughs> Bored. Oh, right. <laughs> because I said to him the other night, I was putting him to bed, and I said to him, Buzz, why don't you listen to me when I talk to you? And he said, because you're boring. So the next morning, so I was like, night, Buzz, and I went off. And the next morning I said, Buzz, you really upset me last night by calling me boring. Um, you know, that was that was a bit hurtful. So when he said, when I would have said bored, which I don't even know why I would have said bored. See, I'd be like, I'm getting bored of this now. Oh, that's a good sentence. Yeah. Maybe I yeah. said that. I say that a lot. <laughs> Maybe I said that. And yeah, that's what he's, he's saying. He's picked up on it. I mean, there are other things I could have said. Yeah. That I mean, obviously I didn't. If he's picking up board, I'm happy with that. I'd feel relief <laughs> if Axel said you said a bad word and it was bored. I'd be like... <laughs> I'm really careful with what I say around you. Like, I know, like, bring 18-year-old me back and I'm a potty mouth. <laughs> like, around my uni friends, I am potty. But I know in mum mode, in children mode, I know I don't swear. So I did not. So we had a stand with that. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't swear in front of you your kids? Swear. No. Any no. other house rules? Um, Not to argue with each other in front of the kids. Um... Yeah, I think if there, if there is ever a slip, we're a bit like, come on, pull it back. Do you have a house motto? Oh, <laughs> I don't think we do. We should get one. Yeah. What's your motto? Be kind, isn't that all? Mine's oh, so gentle hands, gentle hands. <laughs> Leave him. <laughs> when kid, it doesn't work. Can that be a house motto? <laughs> Leave him. Leave him. <laughs> kid, literally, he's like, kid's like biting and pulling hair and everything, but we're trying. Be kind. Be kind. Be kind. It's on our fridge. Gentle hands. Gentle hands doesn't work anymore. Mine's first it? time listening. First time listening. But it doesn't work. Oh, really? No. It's more like well, a house motto is first time. time listening. Well, because then it's like, if you listen first time to anything, like if I say to you, be kind, and you take that on, you've yeah. listened first time. But it doesn't, I mean, it, it doesn't it, work. It means nothing. Well, I do always say, <laughs> have you got your listening ears on? Yeah. Well, that's Sound it like a blooming kids TV presenter sometimes. <laughs> you know, really kind of like, I'm going to approach this in a really calm way. <laughs> <laughs> 
where are those listening in? <laughs> <laughs> it's because that's what they do at nursery. Yeah. They don't. Do they not say no at nursery? I think oh. the nursery that Axel was at first, they didn't used to say no. So he used to just like go around the word no. And he and he was very shocked when someone shouted no at him. It'd be like, <gasps> and he'd get very upset. So, Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, nursery, so we had a naughty step. And uh, the nursery told us they call it a thinking step. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, that's much better, isn't it? That is much better. It's a naughty step. It's now a thinking step. They do not ponder anything when you're that <laughs> no. step. <laughs> they just try and get off, don't they? They do. They don't listen to it. No. Do you have a naughty step at home? A thinking step. Oh, a, a thinking, thinking step. step. Sorry, yes. Yeah, which they get walked to on many occasions. Do they? Yeah, well, Buzz, it works. Although now he's like, no, because it's almost six. So he kind of is like, that's distraught. That's distressing. Whereas Buddy's like, if he can chase me and catch me and put me there, then fine. But <laughs> Have a go if you think yeah, you're old enough. Whatever. <laughs> and see how long I sit there for. But yeah, I think, I think it's all about picking your battles. And I yeah. think, um, you know, just realising that some things are not worth the fight. Mm. The big things, obviously, if someone's going to get hurt, if someone's being rude, fine. But it's, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's picking battles. And and knowing what buttons they're going to press and what I'm going to press. I think with Buddy especially, he's about to turn four, I realised that he naturally triggers certain things in me um, where I want to fight his fire with fire and I have to really bite that, Mm. like take that away and kind of go, no, you are three. And I'm going to be a reasonable adult. I'm going to listen to you. Mm. Um, but it's so hard in the moment to kind of go, I'm reasonable. I am the reasonable adult. Well, of course, especially when you're tired and you've got all the things that you're juggling as well, to then take that deep breath, step back and kind of don't react in the way you you know, instinctively yeah, would do. It's to. quite hard. But isn't it, it's crazy how... Um, how good you feel when, when you don't when you don't a million percent mm. and actually the kids respond so much better yes. to it yeah yeah absolutely. yeah because i was like yeah me and luna used to yell at each other really? i mean yeah we've got a very we're exactly the same they are the same <laughs> we're fiery and passionate and yeah. love and it's like we'll be like screaming through through the fight i love you i love you i love you too but you don't listen to me and then now i've stopped doing it and i'm like you're the only one that's shouting so calm down and when you want to have a chat I'm ready. Yeah, and she's and like, she just get gets it. it. She's just, it's better. We're in a better have, space. Have we all read the books we wish my parents had read? No, I did start it. No. Yeah, I, I have read a book for four it, years, but I did start it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go back and read it. Yeah, definitely. kind of going. Why am I feeling like this in this in this scenario? What can I like? Um, is it because my inner child's kind of feeling it? Like, what? Well, let's fight against that mm-hmm. and you know sort myself out. Good advice. Um, I want to ask. Yeah. Hold on. Just oh, no, before yeah, we get into on. it, I just want to ask what's next for you. What? Because you've achieved so much, and you've just had a conversation with Kate Middleton. Mm. How was that? <gasps> she's amazing. Wow. Very intelligent. Uh, knows what she's talking about. Really passionate about the early years. So it's interesting. So obviously, she's got a survey at the moment. Um, Fivebigquestions.org.uk. Uh, they've had so many people already sign up to it, and it's looking into um, what we all hope. Uh, for the future generations and that's whether you've got kids or not mm. um, but I'm sure everyone on this listens actually not everyone listens to mum, mummy podcasts have children no I realise no. that yeah 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 it's yeah. really amazing yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so it's it's open to everyone mums, dads, carers, parents people that just don't even like the sight of children uh, what they hope for them <laughs> um, so yeah it's been really interesting following her around and seeing her in action just that care, that attention that she pays to people. It's its amazing. She's remarkable. Are you friends? No. Have you got, her, have you got her? Do you want, would you WhatsApp her like a photograph of your dress going, what do you think, Kate? <laughs> no, last time I saw her, she was like, um, uh, make sure you stay in touch. And I was like, yeah. How does one stay in touch? <laughs> How do we stay in touch then? Yeah. <laughs> Snapchat? TikTok? TikTok. <laughs> Can you even message each other through TikTok? I had no idea. <laughs> um, do I. What does motherhood mean to you? Um, motherhood means um, putting uh, motherhood means juggling a lot of things at once and trying to do the best by your children that's lovely and god I feel like you know at the end of my (laughs) podcast where I I get them to finish three sentences we're getting you back yeah I do I feel like god I put people under pressure yes (laughs) welcome to pressure land (laughs) so the next piece of pressure no what's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given or something that you wish you'd known before you became a parent to listen to everyone's advice because they are right uh, about their own scenarios uh, and then to chuck it away and to figure out your own way 
because I think you just get so much conflicting advice and everyone's really passionate about it because they've done the same thing. They've kind of tried to experiment with different methods and whatever and, and found their own way. And then when they find their own way, they're passionate about it. And that's why they put it on you so passionately. And that's amazing. But you're a different person. Your baby yeah. is a different a different baby. So you've just got to figure it out yourself. Love that. I love that as well. Should we talk products? Let's talk products. Um, we would love to know your five hero products I wrote it down. Oh, you've yes. Re- yes. So We're the just, products that you're using yeah, that you love, prepared. that you swear by. Well, for uh, immediately after birth, uh, my expert mid- <laughs> my expert midwife spritz for bits. Oh yes, I have. One of my oh mates my told gosh. me about it. No, I have not. Yeah. Tell me. It's just a very nice soothing healing spritz, like a spray that you put on your face after. Oh, and if a nothing funny spray. else, <laughs> if nothing else, it smells nice. What does it smell like? Oh, vanillary and Ooh, just yes. lo- I think there's a hint of cinnamon in there. Oh, yeah, it's like Christmas. I, it's a little bit like Christmas down there. Swig of holly with that. Sir. <laughs> oh, because it's a bit, it's a bit minging down there. After you can, so a bit of love for your foof, I think, is very, very important. That's nice. So that is highly recommended. I did. We once got a new neighbour who was pregnant, and um, uh, and I put together a little care package for her and included that. And and then the note was like, this is amazing. It's, it's the best thing ever. And then afterwards, I was like, have I taken it too far? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know her. We've never had a conversation last more than two minutes. And I have given her spritz for bits. <laughs> That's brilliant. What did she say? She, she loved it. Oh, oh good. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Um, so that is amazing. I would say that. Uh, a doona. Yes, yes I love the doona see they weren't around with Buzz and I was introduced by the PR actually the PR got in touch before um, when I had Buddy so I'd already done one already had one child and I thought I know what I'm doing the, the PR had been in touch and said would you like one of these and I was like well they look nice but I've got all this stuff I don't need stuff I'm over having stuff for the sake of having stuff yeah and then we were going on holiday and uh, yeah it was just so much that we like we needed a pram we needed two prams do we need a double pram we needed car seats and and so i literally just went out that day and bought one and it was amazing you, rate, you really rate them really rate yeah, them for like a too. school run and stuff as well just being able to just ping them out of the car get them back in it it was amazing brilliant yeah we love um, those. so number three is two very different types of breast pumps oh okay. i got two just because one's really expensive and one's cheap so yeah. I'm, I'm evening out. Good. Um, the LV, which is a thing that came up third time. We love the LV. So they weren't around the first few pregnancies. Again, this is one yes. that's just come out like now. And I can remember being sent it and being like, oh, no, I don't need it. I've got my Medela. I love my Medela. Um, you know, and, um, and then I was doing a shoot... And I knew that the only way I could pump without, uh, the only way I could pump was during lunch and I knew I had to do it with people around. So I thought, well, let's just get it out of the box and see what happens. And it is, well, it was just amazing. Being able to express when I'm in a taxi, when I'm having lunch with other people around me, them not even knowing. Yeah. You know, I just I'd walk around the supermarket with it on. It was unbelievable. I'm so sad that this went over my head because Kit is obviously only, well, he'd be two in April. So it must have been around when I had hit. And I, I didn't, I didn't get one. I, did, I didn't go out and buy one. I didn't well, know about so it. Well, Max, so Max is August. Yeah, So and, and Kit's April, so maybe it came out. It might have been around that time. I feel like it's really yeah, gone it's big really in the Everyone raves yeah. about them. Yeah, yeah, so I just think it's absolutely amazing. It is discreet. It does make you feel less of a cow. It gives you back your dignity when you're breastfeeding, like when you're expressing. I mean, the amount of places that I've had to sit on like book tours and stuff and express it's just horrible what so, do you mean there's no like eh, 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 no, no eh. it's oh. really anything, quiet you can hear every yeah. now and then the milk trickling down yeah wow. but that's a sound and you can see how much you've got from an app on your phone so you don't even have to look in your bra yeah. you just look on your phone and you're that's like, incredible oh, okay, cool. yeah. I love that so that uh, but it is pricey because I think a double one is like 450 yeah but the single one's 250 I had the single one but the other thing is only about 15 quid and it's a hacker uh, this this is like my list. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just like this silicone thing that you just stick on and I could not believe. So it creates a suction and I could not believe how much milk came out. Yeah. Wow. I think you you put it on your other boob while yeah. you're feeding and it like is supposed to collect yeah. the like, I don't know, overspill. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I would if I was out and about, not out and about, but say I was somewhere 
or if I've yeah if I'd been out that day and I hadn't been able to express I would put that on the other boob because yeah. I knew that like Max only need the one boob so I'd express yep. with the, well I'd use the hacker because also it's a much it's just quite relieving actually just having that silicone yeah. rather than mm. a big plastic hard thing it is on it. brilliant absolutely brilliant yeah so those two are three together Yes. yes, because I wanted to... I like what you've done there. Yeah. Okay. Um, for me, cheeky wipes, um, which is a new thing. So after having three babies, I thought I'd better just, you know, help the environment a little bit. And uh, so for um, for uh, after they've had dinner or just general spills and bits like that and noses, I have this, uh, this tub that's full of... They're almost like flannels ah. that I put in water and like an oil. So at the moment we're using eucalyptus oil. Nice. And uh, and they just sit there, and when you need it, you just take one of those out rather than having wipes. And then you just wash them with your normal wash, like once a week or every so often. You like wash them on a higher yeah. setting, yeah, to kind of blitz them. Um, but yeah, lots of people use them for like actual nappy nappies oh, as well. Where do you amazing. get those from? Yeah. Cheeky wipes. They are on Amazon, I think. Oh, amazing! Uh, I'm, I'm going to get some. There's yeah, a website as well. It's good, even like the older ones. It's just it, it kind of brings down your um, wipe. Yeah, because you know Boots have started doing biodegradable wipes now. Have Boots they? own range, of, yeah, they've yeah. got them. I tried them the other day, and I was really impressed really? by them. Yeah. Just, but there's uh, just something about the cheeky wipes that it's like a, it's almost like a flannel, which just means that they wipe better. Yeah, yeah. love so that. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant, love that. And the last one is um, char- uh, oh no, Medela nipples. Oh, Mid- oh no, Medellin- I've got six. <gasps> Medellin nipples is what I've written down. Um, it's uh, the the ones that make you feel like you're on a nipple tassel night out. Oh, um, the nipple, nipple shields. shields. No, it's no. Um, like a, like their gel pads. I'm just holding my boobs. I can see <laughs> yeah. doing that. Yeah. I am too. Look at yeah. me. And they're like, uh, you know, when you if you're going to go out and you've got a see-through top, so you need to have a, a, a flower over your nipple. Yes. Yeah. Like that. But actually, they've got healing power for when you're first starting to breastfeed. So it's literally like a gel like a oh, gel, massive gel sweet soothing the nipple okay. because oh, it gets so sore mate. honestly okay yeah there i didn't know about Medella, that Medella, breastfeeding really mamas well. you're in for a treat on this I know, podcast it's very, it's very breastfeeding heavy no, it's and right. then finally charles farm i've done a lot of work with them this year but they are the only brand that have uh, my kids get bad like eczema patches and they're the only brand that if i use it they have none okay wow. so for me them brilliant thank you so oh, much I don't want it to be over it's over oh, that's it <laughs> you are just wonderful thank you don't for being so I know I encourage people to overshare on you know in everything that I do but <laughs> no it's good I, I was no, like was I respectable have not. I lost some dignity no no, no dignity <laughs> is the lost we like it we're keeping it we yeah. got it <laughs> Giovanna thank you so thank much you. thank you so much bye bye <laughs> It's so nice to have another G in the room. Another, another G. <laughs> another G. We could have had G, G, and G, G. <laughs> but G, G's not here. Don't get upset by this. What I'm going to say, but I, I feel like um, me and Giovanna will be best friends. Oh no! I mean, what? you're obviously like no, 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 no. 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 Cut she, that, Mark. She no, is amazing, isn't she? Yeah, no, she's so. She's one of those people that you just feel really comfortable with, no. and she just has is very warm and so honest. Yeah, oh. I, I thought that was a lovely, lovely chat. And me, I'm so so grateful we had it. Um, we need to get on with products now. We do. Um, Giovanna was talking about products from, I guess, the early weeks, and we've not chatted about those sorts of products for a while. So should we go back there? Let's go back there <laughs> if we have to. What's yours? Um, so I'm actually still using this product, but it's by Nuna. Yes. N-U-N-A and it's a travel cot it's the Cena Air and as I said like when we travel with Kit we've used it from when he was a tiny tiny baby and obviously he's nearly two now and he can still fit in it yeah. just really really um, great wearing easily folded up you know like it's a real hassle to try and um, unravel a travel cot and put, <laughs> put it back together again uh, yeah. it's like the bane of my life it but is. this is really easy the putting back into a bag is always like no. and it's always when you need to rush to check out as well and yeah I mean yeah. No. So this one's simple yeah. get <laughs> the Nuna. Um, so this is something I did with Gigi. So I encapsulated my placenta with Gigi and I actually had a placenta smoothie as well. Um, so it's a company called Placenta Care. They came along to the hospital after I had Gigi, took my placenta away. Wow. The lady made a smoothie for me. I mean, at the time, I sort of forgot that the smoothie was involved. And when she like was standing at the end of my bed, I was very confused. And then she handed over a smoothie to me. I didn't really think about what I was doing. But so actually, you drank your own placenta? I drank my own placenta. 
But at the well, time, I'm not sure about that. at the I'm time, sure, it just. Gee. I didn't think about it. It tastes like berries and... Berries and placenta. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, was there, there was a hint no, of like There was no hint meat. of anything. No? No. Wow. No. No, they really, really Did wasn't. you rate it? I really rated it and I didn't get that, that is it not day number three blues yeah. at all. No, not not at all. I didn't have any ups and downs. I was very level. Yeah. And... It turns out that's exactly what is supposed to happen. <laughs> it does what it says on the it tin. It actually worked. And I've, I've spoken to a few people who've done it now, and they were like, oh, yeah, that's why I did it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I sort of did it for, like, the glowing skin and <laughs> all of those things. But actually, no, it, it, I really, really, really rate it. And I've got a little tincture, which you put under your tongue, yeah. and apparently I give that to Gigi when she gets her period, and it's supposed to help her hormones. I mean, so I'll let you know in however many oh years' time. Oh, my God. Fourteen years time, you'll be like, I've given her a tincture. Um, had a tincture, had a tincture, and she's fine. And she's fine. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about man bottles as well. I love man bottles. This is the brand, the bottle brand that Georgia and I have used avidly since day one. Still using it on kit. He has his final. He only has one bottle a day, but he has it um, in a man bottle, and it's just fantastic. Really good for reflux. You can sterilise them in the microwave. That's what I was going to say. I didn't use them the first time round, and actually with Gigi, I didn't use them for a little while, and now I wish that I just used those at yeah. the beginning. I went through lots of different bottles, but they are fab. They're fab, the best. Um, another one for the early weeks, um, Bubba Club. So it's a subscription service for nappies and wipes and nappy sacks. Um, I mean, you can pick up nappies pretty much anywhere, but in those early weeks, you don't know how you're going to be feeling, you don't know when you're going to get out of the house, you also really don't want to run out. So this is, you pay monthly and um, a package arrives and they're personalised as well, so the bags all have like the baby's name on it. And the bag comes with, you can recycle the bag. Yes, so it's it's fab. It is really, it's a great, and it's a nice gift as well, so if you've got a pregnant mate, it's a really good gift. That's a lovely idea. Um, finally, we're going to talk about Magnet Mouse, which is not some sort of weird mouse toy <laughs> that I've got in my house. I wonder where you're going with this. <laughs> it's a baby grow, um, which you don't have to use poppers for. Um, all you've got is magnets down the whole of the front of the baby yeah. grow. You just literally pop, I mean, just like a magnet, they just zip together, dip, 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 and then it's done. You can poppers off. actually aren't really that practical. Oh, they're so annoying. Yeah. And then you realise that you've done the poppers up the wrong way and they're in the yeah. wrong order and it's, yeah, it's frustrating. Exactly. I've been using a brand called Pure Baby Organic and it's an Aussie brand but they've just launched in John Lewis and they're zip up and it's really similar easy. it's just really really easy um, you can't really go wrong uh, you've just got to be very careful of things that hang around with zips because <laughs> <laughs> my husband got his scrotum stuck in a zip once thank and nearly took so the whole <laughs> he nearly lost much. his balls well thankfully babies wear nappies okay. so there it's will be none of mind the dangling balls that is it <laughs> right that's it from us for this week I'll leave you with that vision um, as always we would love you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and just generally spread the made by mama's love please and if you want to leave us a five star review we would be eternally grateful and also if you want to drop us a message please just nice ones direct any awful ones to at zoe hardman (laughs) and the nice ones to at made by mama's please she's really funny today isn't she um and we're going to be back same time next week um for more chat so we'll see you then have a good one Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.